Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Scarlett. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Style Over Substance. We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious, but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. So, yeah. I'm on the uh, white Zinfandel today, um, as you can see. Yeah, very lovely. You know what? I've I've officially made the transition into rosés now. Cheers. I was going to ask you what your uh, poison of choice is today. I've got red. So I should have really, I wanted white wine, Mm. but I had a red open and I didn't realise I was near the end of it. Oh, yeah. And then I wasn't, I haven't refrigerated a white. So oh, yeah, mine's room temperature. <laughs> yeah. So then I become my mother and I add ice. I think you can do that with a white or a rose because I've done it before. You could do it, yeah. You could do it with I my preferred, yeah, white wines and roses of choice are quite light in colour where they're almost sort of see-through. Yeah. And then I think it works fine as well. Um mm. but yeah, it's a what should we name another podcast? I'm gonna because they're oh. not a competitor of us. Yeah, go on. Shagged, Married, Annoyed, one of the biggest okay. podcasts in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. plonk casts when they have a glass of wine whilst recording. Oh. It's a plonk okay. cast. Well, to be honest, we're always drinking. When yeah. We're <laughs> There's always an occasion, isn't there? There's always an occasion. Uh, yeah. yeah. I am. Um, I really don't like sweet wines, and this is quite sweet. Oh, a bit dessert whiny. Mm. You like them sweet? No. Oh, okay um so I think I should have put uh you know what I might pause this recording at some point and go and get get (laughs) um but yeah um yeah so I've officially made the transition into a different type of wine because I drink so much red yeah well and also that it's warming up it's summer I do like a good rosé um you know what I'll drink anything really Mm, same except tequila that is Oh, I do quite like tequila and so I've always been mm. I've always wanted a drink like that's my drink that I'll have that when I go out you know oh, I see yeah. I think that's quite nice that oh if you're at a cocktail bar or it's like a, bar, a default option yeah and yeah. I do have a few but and I don't mean like red white prosecco whatever I mean and not even like a gin and tonic like more of like a 
a cocktail, something, a specific I'll have drink. an old-fashioned with a squeeze of... Uh, yeah, wine. and I like it, yeah. Something. I have a specific way I like it. Mm. So I do, I really like an amaretto or pis- pisco sour. I love a sour. Um, but I feel like there's only so many of those you can really have. But I had a picante margarita the other day. Ooh. So it's like tequila with lime and some chilli and... um. <gasps> You've I'm made me sound really boring. I think I need to get a drink of choice. Yeah. Oh, and I need to do that now. <laughs> I wanna I wanna sound like esteemed and well traveled and do you I to buy have a picante? Like, and what tequila do you make with that? You know, you want to Yeah, 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 yeah. I start questioning the bartender. Oh, do you shake and not stirred? Because also like the reality <laughs> of wine is it scales so much that you just tend to be like what's the house red you know and sometimes yeah. you don't want to be you know you want to have an acquired taste yeah my problem is I can never really remember the names of the ones that I like I know yeah. that I'm a Malbec girl but yeah. that Merlot is like the second choice but then other than that I'm I'm really easy breezy I think this is my next frontier I need to pick a drink that says something about me that I order when I'm out and I mm. want to be fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'll keep you posted. Report back. Mm. <laughs> What's your fashion story? <laughs> <laughs> mine this week is it's more of less than observation so Mm -hmm. the duchess of cambridge i really feel like she's upped her fashion game yeah i know i've heard some things on the internet that she's trying to like her stylist is trying to like parallel herself with Meghan markle oh come on i'm not i'm not part of this rivalry thing but i can say that i've feel you know we've mentioned before in the podcast and we've talked about what she wears and I always feel like she veers too much into like an older style a style that's a that not ages her mm. but makes her look dated yeah yeah and She's I do the safe regal option yeah I do think so um and I do think her look has like freshened up a little bit now which I appreciate because she's gorgeous. Like she's a really beautiful woman. She's always mm-hmm. got a great blow dry. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know if they add in hair extensions. It's, but it's tough flawless. work to maintain that qu- hair as quaffed as her. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's not getting thin. She's been in the public eye for a while. So whatever and we all know her husband's is. <laughs> he needs to shave his head. I don't know why <laughs> any of these royal males are not allowed to shave their heads and grow a beard. He can't, the King of England can't look like a hipster. <laughs> How is being a hipster a, a bald headed thing, hipster? But he like, in terms raggedy. of the royal family, that's what it would seem. You know what I mean? Like, they don't ever have, like, Harry has stubble. And that's yeah. kind of, you know. And that's because he's like not in line to Ginger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's the air plus spare. Yeah. Air plus spare. I love that. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. you know that the, the line is like you have an heir and a spare. So you always have more than one kid. That's the no. that's legit. That's like Roy, that's what you do. Anyway, um, so he doesn't really have to worry about the throne, but I genuine, it's time to modernize. Like, really, mm. if they talk about modernizing the royal family, we need to start with getting away with these stupid rules of what they're allowed to wear, stupid grooming rules, which includes like like I don't know desperately hanging on to your two remaining strands of hair on your head (laughs) (laughs) um this podcast is not about him she so so do you think she is afforded this opportunity because she has done her bit she has done her time playing it safe wearing those like frock coats she has played it like to the t that's what we'd all have to do right Mm. she has played the safe long earning her keep game she has that i feel like she's solid she's in the door she's not going anywhere obviously but anyway like we mm. all respect her. We all have a lot of time. She has done her thing. Yeah, I don't think now. that it's that because I think she will always forever have to be... Demure. Always, like, playing the role. I think yeah. she she can't let it slip. Like, she always has to be playing the role. I will say that I am a believer that she is used as a pawn to, like, deflect negative news. I think she's always like to keep trotted the popular out. opinion. Huh? To keep the popular opinion of, of the royals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Thing, like around Andrew's time. Andrew, just, like, when... she was here, there, and everywhere looking. Yeah. Well, you know when like Meghan and Harry are like back in the country and there's like negative press yeah. that might float around or something. Then it's like, oh, look at what Catherine's doing. Or, yeah. So I think that she constantly has to like keep our attention Mm. and her having a little, well, she had her 40th birthday, didn't she? And we were talking about her. Yeah. And the queen had her Jubilee and we were talking about the queen. And now we're back to like, oh, Catherine's got some new clothes, you know? Um, After they kind of had a disastrous tour of uh, the Caribbean and Central America. So anyway, I do, I do think she's looking better now. And I think that, yeah, good on her. Yeah. Love. We love Catherine. Um, and it's a job that I certainly couldn't do Mm-mm. and I wouldn't look that good doing it. And I think, you know, I'd have a lot of, of faux pas in there and she really has a strong team behind her whatever it is that mm. styles her and yeah what mm. is your fashion story so have i been talking about a lot on here probably i'm going on holiday um mm. i think i have yeah you have <laughs> buying swimsuits i've said it before is really difficult mm. um but what i've realized as a swimsuit shopper I do is that I almost admire the body in the swimsuit 
Mm. more like obviously I'm buying like I'll be like oh that's really nice color or something but then you're like and that's what I could look like in it and like they sell you this dream yeah of them looking obviously phenomenal and so often for swimsuit models it is someone normally a blonde haired very bronzed Mm. very effortless surfer curls like salt um salty Salty hair yeah and that's not my coloring that's not my hair color Mm -hmm. I I'm not a size six with abs Mm -hmm. um and then you obviously get the swimsuit and you're like oh right that doesn't fit my hips that doesn't fit this that or the other Mm. and then you sort of have to remember that you know it doesn't it doesn't come with the body (laughs) I know what you mean because it's, I think it's different from clothes because I think clothes yeah. is easier, but you just suddenly see like these, um, you're like, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to look like. Clothes are easier because for the most part, you're covered up. Mm. So you, you can forgive a lot of sins. I'm not saying that the way our bodies look no, no, no. are sinful. I just mean we, that bits of us that we're insecure we, about can be covered over or, or whatever. things that we don't want to highlight or things yeah. that aren't particularly impressive. Like you could have a, just a normal stomach, but it's not abs. Do you know what I mean? It's just a normal stomach. Um, you can cover things up and proportion yourself. You can give your body an illusion yeah. of a different proportion than it actually has in clothes. So it's far easier to like manipulate ourselves when we're more yeah. covered up. But when you're buying swimwear, and I agree with you, like you really, the you know how like when we were kids and you're like, uh, a toy advert would come on and it's like parts sold separately. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, I need the bikini plus the body. Yeah. They need to come as a package because one doesn't happen without the other. Mm. And I agree. What sort of things do you look for in a bikini or a swimsuit? I don't know. I mean, I in the next few years, I really would like to invest in swimwear, I think, a bit more. Um However, I, I I don't vacation enough to really justify that all that much. But mm. I, I also do, I have been wearing a lot of the same bikinis time and time again. And so I think I want more timeless but quality pieces. Um, I don't know, I just think it's something fun. I'm often like, oh, that'll look great with a tan. And it's like, well. Oh. So what I'm going to wear that on the last day of my holiday, <laughs> mm. you know, you the pictures sell you the end product, yeah, um, oh. and even like I bought um, this what I thought was going to be a really nice like pink bikini, um, a sort of like a bit metallicy or shiny. I was like that color will look beautiful on someone with already bronzed skin like in the photos mm. but whilst I'm tanning and a bit pasty it looks awful on my con- like complexion and I think it's it's really hard to imagine I don't know it's I, I just find it really difficult because I think for clothes if it looks nice on the model um and you I don't, I, it's just harder I don't know yeah. why it's just harder you're right. I think of the same thing as well. I think of like the color. Um, yeah. Just something I think as well in this. We, we talked about this the other day when we were messaging. Summer clothes are really difficult. Um, 
but for swimwear I think you can have a lot of fun with it um and I look for interesting prints or colors or cuts or whatever um but ultimately it needs to support me in the right places mm-hmm. um and yeah not make me feel like <laughs> an oaf you know yeah. it's got to fit nicely I think two things that I look for well three but two ma- mo- mainly mainly yeah one mm-hmm. of those um I like a high cut on the leg okay yeah flattery I think it gives you some height <laughs> excuse me no <laughs> that's not what I was gonna say um no but I think it gives more shape yeah it's way sexier to mm-hmm. my overall body whether that's like my legs exercising hips or like yeah or Mm -hmm. sometimes I think it can make your stomach look flatter yeah yeah um so I like a high leg high arch on the leg um secondly I don't have a big bust okay now I always say like I can make things look like there's like generally more like in a good shaped bra then I'm not like I'm not like flat chested you know what I mean but how the top is structured mm. is really important yeah. because I don't want to look flat chested. I'm not flat chested, but I don't want to look as if I am on the beach. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you eat something, as soon as you have a beer and now your belly's like bloated, I don't need my belly to poke out more than my boobs. I don't like, <laughs> <laughs> so whether it's underwired, whether it's like, the shape of the bra just kind of like gives a bit of a lift, more lift or something that's really important, but very difficult. And then I have the same thoughts as you, like the color of the swimsuit mm. when I'm in my winter skin color, because I feel like I have a number of skin colors. <laughs> my yeah. winter variation. When you're, win- when you're a winter skin. <laughs> yeah, my winter skin. I avoid things like blush pinks Mm. uh they're just not for me and that's like that covers like my normal clothes as well I avoid them I don't like beiges blush pinks anything that's like pale pinky Mm -hmm. I like a hot pink but not a pale because then it just I feel like it blends in with my skin a little bit yeah yeah interesting interesting We interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Starloves of Substance Pod. There you'll find our weekly fashion topics, all the stuff that we discuss in each episode, and our polls. Or reach out to us at styleoversubstancepodcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast, if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there. Back to the episode. On that note, we are going to discuss the idea of 
what are investment pieces? How would we approach the idea and what are our thoughts of the idea of putting money in certain categories of fashion? Mm -hmm. Um, How can we justify it? What do we look for? And also I was thinking we could touch on the idea of um, like minimalism and no buy and detoxing from shopping and things like that I think they all form part of like this bigger discussion regarding more mindful spending yeah definitely and not to harp on about the fact that I'm going on holiday oh you're going on holiday really but I've definitely I think I mentioned it in a previous episode I definitely feel that oh my god I need this I need this Uh, visualizing I'm going away oh my god and Mm. then I would order things and immediately I regret it because I I don't need it it's Mm. like it's Mm short-lived it doesn't sit well with me just to order something for an occasion it has to be not that I have a plan but it has to be part of a bigger plan so Mm. I have ordered like a an off-white ecru blazer but that's timeless and I actually Mm. don't have many blazers and it's a real thing that my throw on for a summer dress would be a denim jacket or mm. a leather one I was like you know what be really chic to have a nice little off-white blazer 100%. um how I feel about blazers and you can wear them like I don't need to tell you how versatile a blazer is you can wear it with jeans you can wear it with vest up it's <laughs> yeah yeah um so there's different things and I think that when it comes to thinking about your wardrobe as an investment Mm-hmm. I think you naturally downsize um, what you're willing to spend on. But before we properly delve in, okay. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Which area of your wardrobe do you invest in the most? Whether it's subconsciously okay. or whatever it might be, or intentionally. Easily, I think two areas coats you gonna you said bags yeah I wasn't gonna say bags oh okay and the reason why I'm not gonna say bags is because when I because look of at, work yeah exactly yeah. I have not yeah. actually spent that much yeah yeah, yeah. Bags. I, I hear you my, yeah my mum's bought me a couple for like a Christmas gift and like a birthday gift. And they were, they are like um, from eBay. So they're an older Dior, it's a Dior bag, but it's like a vintage or an older piece. Mm-hmm. And then I have a Gucci small one, which again is like a secondhand older piece. Mm-hmm. And they were gifts. Um, most of my bags I got through work and they were heavily discounted because they were sample. Mm-hmm. If I didn't get bags discounted from places that I worked yeah I would 100% put my money in bags yeah but okay, there's a so outerwear hold on there's regarding bags again okay. I don't think I'd be I'd be able to stomach yeah. spending two three grand on a bag Same. like when I say put my money on a bag I mean like maybe like 600 pound max <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to get desensitized mm-hmm. at I think handbags is the easiest thing to be desensitized by yeah a hundred percent so um okay so first one's coats I have a lot of coats I have a lot of jackets I know that 
I'm never going to stop buying them. Um, the second one is, I think, boots. Huh? I think boots. Um, it's really easy for me to find boots that I like, I think. Um, and I have a fair, fair few number of shoes. Um, I love a cowboy boot or anything that looks like that. <laughs> um, so I think those are my two areas that I've like spent the most kind of mm-hmm. like f- amount of money on. Um, yeah. And uh, I could kid myself and say they're investment pieces, but I do, when I buy them, I know I'm going to wear them because we live in the UK. You're always going to find an occasion to wear boots. You're always going to find an occasion to wear a big coat or a blazer or a jacket or something. Um, so I know I'll get wear out of them. What about you? Well, I feel like when we talk about investment in this episode, I think we're not talking about um, maintaining value or getting your value back. It's more, yeah. what are you spending more money on? <laughs> um, yeah. Or cho- like cho- like in that investing in that sense. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I would say probably coats, although I can only really think of two. Um because equally I have a lot of nice bags but that's through work Mm. and even though I did spend money on them it's not nearly it's a fraction of what they're worth and like you had I not had that opportunity I wouldn't own the number of bags I do Mm. and I even now like I still I would still buy a bag from Zara you know if I liked it yeah um so I'm not I'm not like as a throwaway kind of bag um in the sense of like you know you don't mind you'd wear it to a club and be happy for it to be thrown like drinks on (laughs) yeah um I don't know I really don't know I think I don't know. I think I don't just pick one area. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that I spend a lot of money on all of my clothes because I certainly don't. Mm. But I think I now maybe get certain pieces. Like maybe I'll get a really nice earring that I've been lusting after. Oh, I see. Or that's a really great dress in the sale. I'll get that. Um, more. I think I'm more like that now um yeah because I think I'm I'm making that shift into trying to invest in quality and I especially like last Christmas sales I was like I feel like this is actually the moment to re sales last now so long a month long mm. but that's when you could get like a Victoria Beckham t-shirt it's when you could get something from Stella McCartney any brand that you normally maybe are like that's Mm. steep you can afford it a bit more and I think that's really amazing and that's definitely something that I want to manipulate a little bit more yeah um I do want to go back to a point you made earlier just to kind of understand what your thought process and your approach to shopping is uh um you said said of course like in this episode when we talk about investing we mean where do we end up putting most of our money 
Um, where do we spend the most money when it comes to clothing and accessories? Um, but right at the beginning of the episode, you said that you go through these like binges of shopping, mm. like you'll, you'll order something and spend a whole load of money and then kind of like flippantly buy things and then you receive it and you realize this is not going to work for you. I need to return a lot of this back. What is the reason that you do that? What's the motivating reason for you to shop that way? Probably emotion. Okay, what sort of emotion? Well, currently it's been like, oh my God, I hate all my clothes. Um, or probably like that, um, I deserve it. I want to feel nice. That yeah. kind of, probably that kind of a thing. And just how great it is to wear something new yes. um, is, is a sensation that is way better than it should be. <laughs> I know what you mean. One thing about that is, you know, when you get something new and it arrives or you buy it in the shop, whatever, it's the cleanest it's ever going to be. It's the it's the most pristine ironed it's ever going to be. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, why can't it look like this forever? Because that's what makes new clothes so nice. You just mm. throw it on and you're like, I look crisp. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But I also just think... I wonder if hauls have also had a really big influence on that, watching a lot of YouTube hauls where people are spending like a fair amount, like more than a hundred pounds on like a haul of a few things. And then you're like become desensitized to it. And we're living in a culture where like every other week or so ASOS is telling you they've got 20% off. Mm-hmm. Every website has, yeah, like a 40% off on tops and dresses. So I think it's encouraging. However, I, I actually don't enjoy it as much. And I've really, I've really noticed that mm-hmm. I have I have quite a lot of clothes. And I would say if if Mary Kondo were here, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think 50% of them bring me joy. I think I hold on to a lot of them in case of an occasion. Do you or... experience guilt? Huh? Do you experience guilt after buying things? Mm, definitely. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And also I think having, so I've recently got summer clothes out of the loft and then you're like, I bought that in such a flippant way. And I think I mentioned this to you, summer clothes are, are very trend-led I think as opposed to winter clothing, mm. winter, you could literally wear jeans and a jumper that you've had for five years and you still feel like, I still feel really great in all my old jumpers. Whereas mm. I think summer clothes just feel, I don't know if it's the connotation of holiday, what it is, but it feels more flippant or it's more print. And so you get over that quicker or it's not as in style. I think summer clothes are really difficult and yeah, I feel like I'm going to be much more conscious to buy, especially in summer block colors rather than print Mm. Um, and just more timeless. There are things that I definitely wear time, time and time again. Um, But yeah, I think I do want to start Start with the basics. And I would say personally, that's where I think people should spend more money. Mm-hmm. When I was sort of researching what people's opinions were on where it is that you should invest or spend a bit more money. Um, some people's opinions were like a white t-shirt, you shouldn't spend that much money on. 
But I actually mm. have sort of the train of thought of if you can afford it and you're going to wear a white T-shirt a lot or a white shirt or a linen shirt, mm-hmm. spend a little bit more. It doesn't have to be premium, but maybe just go that step up. So we'll say on the high street, rather than going Topshop ASOS, you go even and other stories is a bit more elevated. Yeah. Or then you go COS or Whistles and mm. you kind of just you elevate it and that top's going to look nicer that many more times in the wash um and all of that stuff so I would say basics of like blazers t-shirts shirts um jeans anything that's essentially going to ride the wave of time Mm -hmm. I feel like is where your money should go um and the ironic thing is because I was really evaluating just generally what people were saying but also what I do we weirdly pour money into things like occasion dresses Mm. that we'll wear once yeah whereas it should be the opposite that the things we're gonna wear week in week out deserve our money more what do you reckon yeah sorry that was a really long ramble (laughs) okay let me start from the beginning of this ramble um you were saying how difficult it is to buy summer clothes and how easy it is to collect a lot of summer mm. stuff. And I think a reason for that is because summer clothes are smaller. They're mm. tiny. There's less fabric. And I think when I think of brands like Boohoo, ASOS, all of that, they really grabbed our generation through going out dresses. Yeah. And summer shorts, t-shirts, yeah. crop tops, tank tops, uh, body suits, all those things that you could pick up at like £10 a piece by multiple and just buy them simply for that one holiday you had coming up or that mm. one occasion you had coming up. And you can pack a lot of items when it comes particularly to summer clothes. It's... the it's the temptation of buying lots because they're so small that you're just buying it to fill up your suitcase to give you quote unquote options. You know, that idea It's like, I've got to have options when I go on holiday. Cause I don't really know what my outfit's going to be, but I don't want to be restricted once I'm there and I'm abroad or whatever. Um, so I think that like as a generation, we've like acquired this habit where we are flippant about summer clothes um, and what we, bring on holiday with us um I have definitely been guilty of this and I don't I try to avoid buying summer clothes and bikinis and all of that most of the year Mm. because I have a couple drawers of things that I can only wear in the summer and I don't mean like (laughs) abroad abroad yeah yeah realistically skimpy stuff I just mean like skirts like (laughs) a Mm. midi skirt where I can't wear it when it's 15 degrees here because it's too chilly and I can't wear tights with it because it doesn't look right with that yeah it doesn't look nice yeah I have to wait for high summer as you call it in retail high summer um (laughs) for me to like wear it with a t-shirt or a bodysuit or something yeah um and so yeah that's my approach to summer clothes I think having a really good summer look is definitely something you should invest in like really basic plain pieces mm-hmm. that you just accessorize 
Um, yeah, I think in the discussion of are you better off putting your money in basics or are you better off putting your money in like statement pieces? Mm. I am of the view that I would put money in the bigger statement pieces, not occasion where. Yeah. Because like, I think 75% of our daily lives is just casual, to be yeah. honest. Even yeah. if we're going to work, it errs on the side of casual. I think that you can, when it comes to basics, I'm a big believer in like reading the label. What is the item made up made out of? You know, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You can go Marks and Spencers, yeah. your jeans, your t-shirts, all of that. Um, because you can throw it in the wash and it will wear quite nicely, whatever. If I were to spend a lot of money, it would be on the things that are like outside, on the outside. You know, the things that people are gonna see. <laughs> Um, so would it be something that you but it's unique to the fact that it's nicely made nice fabric and can't really be emulated if it was watered down or copied by zara that's where i'd spend my money yeah like so so it's a say it's a beautiful coat but there's sort of a it's a really nice fabric that you know that if zara cheapened it it wouldn't be the same wouldn't be the same and wouldn't have the same allure yeah it's like max mara coats yeah how many teddy coats do we see year after year after year all those cashmere kind Mm. of like wool blend coats that they have in that like iconic camel color yeah you can get one elsewhere you can get one from reese you can get them from loads of other places which are nice coats I'm not slagging them off because I personally do not have Max Mara money so Mm -hmm. I'm not slagging off alternatives but if I did have the money that's where you'd put I would spend my money because I feel like I would feel the difference on me I would see the difference and I could take it to the dry cleaners and you know it would scrub up well basically so I think that's kind of my approach to to fashion I also think things like not one we talk about a lot but like overall grooming like you know people have like their nails always look great yeah and overall presentation like really polished I think things like that go a long way overlooked Yeah. yeah you don't have to buy the newest Givenchy bag no and all of this to look nice it's just like the little things that can really be an investment to people. I had a few days of not having my nails done Mm. and I was waiting to see if I could wait um, to get them done. Um, Like this, like this weekend that um, is about to come and I just couldn't. Mm. And so often I bridge every now and then I'll get um, gel extensions, but Mm. sometimes I'll bridge the gap and just put some um, falsies on I just had to, even though it's sort of five days till I get them done. Yeah. I'm putting them on, but I just felt really unpolished. It makes such a difference to me. I way prefer, I don't feel as embarrassed of my hands. Um, not that I feel embarrassed of my hands, but I feel more polished and put together. Um, Your nails always do look good though. But but only when they're done, you know. Yeah, um, course, yeah. I my nails don't grow that well for themselves. Um, 
and yeah it just that's what makes me feel good yeah and I de- you can definitely tell when someone looks polished um and they just take a bit of that extra care and it doesn't have to cost a lot um but yeah I have a question for you on t- in terms of what is the process that you go through say you're buying that Maximara coat what process would you go through to justify that expenditure oh I would first off I love to screenshot things that I want yeah. on my phone and I have a dedicated folder to things I want to buy and it's got to sit there for a while yeah like it's got to be in my like to buy folder on my phone <laughs> to know that I actually do want it and I think we've spoken about this before you've got to get a discount code from somewhere you have to like you have to there's no discount for the code best for Maximara. Okay, there's not a discount code, no. But, however, you could go on um, Farfetch mm-hmm. and they might give you a sign up to our mailing list and here's a... Or follow this influencer and you get 10% off, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, all you've just got to is, is one, the coat that you like, is it in a slightly different colour and that has gone on sale. You've got to shop around, don't you? Like, I think just do your due diligence yeah you've got to do your due due diligence off the bat just paying full price for expensive designer items is rookie mistake I think a lot of people do that a lot of people do yeah of course and I think make a decision and they just go because it's a flex it's kind of like a flex like let me just buy the brand new Fendi bag Mm. I'm gonna walk into my department store and just ask for the bag and just buy it no mate that's a joke don't do (laughs) don't do that to yourself it's just like I think because we've worked in fashion and I don't know about you I've I've known someone who's worked at a brand and I've gotten a discount I've worked in a department store or something like that um that you become hardwired to shop maybe shop around or really like scrutinize the price a bit more um I think that that's really important to me um then I've got to like mentally prepare myself if I was gonna if I was gonna spend like a few thousand on something I'd have to mentally prepare myself to spend that kind of money Mm. but at the end of the day like you should enjoy what you have and get nice things for yourself um so it shouldn't be too much of a a burden to kind of spend a significant amount of money on something that you genuinely want um but yeah shopping around is definitely important what about you what's your thought process I think I'm similar to you in the first point of saving it somewhere looking at it a lot I even find that I do that sort of with something. Well, I I keep my ASOS saved things for a long time. I sort of regularly review, do I still like that? Would I still be interested in that? Was that an impulsive thing? Mm -hmm. Um, Which definitely helps curb the, you know, when you're like, oh, I just want to spend some money. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, that still happens. Or there's a deal and you're like, oh, I'll get that then. It helps you be like, hmm. I don't think that's actually for me. 
Mm-hmm. I even had it with um, a skirt the other day that was from Whittles. And I'd had my eye on it for a really long time and I'd envisaged it for summer. Um, and it was like this turquoise color that but with sort of like tiger print stripes, um, which is probably making it sound awful, but I thought it was really nice. No, I, I, yeah, I see the vision. And I ordered it in my size and I was like, yeah, this is great. This is great. And then I tried it on again. And because I'd been looking at it for so long, you sort of feel like, oh, I finally got it. But mm. It didn't quite fit me right. It wasn't tight enough on the waist. And I then was like trying to get, I was sort of get trying to get ready for something. It's obviously had the tags on. I was thinking, I think I need a safety pin to make this fit a bit better. Yeah. I was like, hang on, this is from Whistles. This isn't cheap. Mm. Why am I amending it? Mm-hmm already mm. um and I just thought hang on no this has to go back like That's this perfect it has it has to be it has to justify the price and yes the fabric's nice but it I don't feel I think mm. it costs like 99 pounds the skirt I got it on like 25 percent off mm-hmm. I was like I don't feel like I I look a hundred pounds in the skirt. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's gone. That's going. I will give you a quick, really quick uh, piece of advice with whistles. Always size down. Really? Always size down with whistles. I promise you. I do it. Interesting. And when I used to work for whistles millennia ago, and we get to try on stuff as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's if you're an eight, don't buy an eight. If you're a 10, don't buy a 10. Always go down interesting mm. right um so I, I but I think that's a really good lesson anyway of like that was in my bag for ages and so I think one is to is to check keep checking in with yourself that you do like it um and also I think especially on something like ASOS if it goes out of stock I think you then really know how you feel about it oh my god the panic if you want, if you then start searching every other website, oh yeah, I do that anywhere. Then you know you really want something, right? And of course, then you're mm. frustrated with yourself that you've you missed out. Yeah, but, but then do you miss the thing because you missed out, or did you really want it? Because sometimes that's a thing. That yeah, to me. I guess it depends. A lot of the time, I have got really good at being like, "Oh well, that just wasn't for me, was it?" Oh, I can't um, do that. <laughs> but obviously, there are certain things we're like, "Damn it, that was like." Mm. I wanted that. Yeah. Um, but I also would say that for something like an investment piece that you're spending quite a lot of money on, don't be shy if it's actually not for you when you get it, you yeah. know, because mm-hmm. it, it, it really might not be. I was saying to you earlier that I bought a swimsuit, um, a bikini, and um, I just was like, hang on, it's actually – it's more than I probably would be willing to spend on a bikini. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, and I don't think I look that great in it. Like I was sort of making excuses like, yeah, the top doesn't sort of, isn't perfect, but you know, I like it. And then all oh, the bottoms. Yeah. I kind of have to wear them like this for it to really suit me, but I like it. Mm. And then it's like, you're t- telling yourself you like it because you sort of think it's premium. Yeah. And so you want to like it more than it is. And then I just had a moment where I was like, no, this is not worth the money that I'm about to have to part ways with for it. So that's going back. I'm not committing to spending this on something 
that doesn't feel like it is worth that money for me. Um, and that everyone's gauge of that, I guess, is different. Mm. But I do think we, we've we spoken about this a lot. We get really desensitized to this stuff. And yep. especially with the likes of me justifying a 100-pound skirt, which is mental, um, mm. but because it was 25% off. That's still £75. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's still a lot of money for a skirt. Um, yeah. So we get really desensitized to these deals, all of this stuff. Um, and so I think we really have to check in with ourselves when it comes to investments. Um, yeah, I think what you said raises a really good point in two separate ways. Like we have to be careful with the word investment. Mm. Obviously, we've said for the sake of this podcast, we're talking about where we've put a lot of our money. Splurging, yeah. It's splur- where we splurge, exactly. But for other people, it's like, I'm going to get so many wares out of this. Mm-hmm. It's an investment. It's classic. It's it's going to last me a lifetime. Cost per wear is really important. Cost per sure. wear. It's important, but we can kid ourselves. Yeah. And I think with that and the likes of things like Instagram and YouTube, where we get exposed to what's in, what's not, what's the hot it bag, all of that. I see a lot of people buy in to expensive trends whether it's you know the gucci disco bag back in the day yeah. whether it's the m hermes birkin now whether it's um anything in between people buy into these trendier luxury pieces thinking it's them when yeah. really they're not being true to themselves and what they wear and who they are and what they like to wear. They're they're taking the lead from someone else, convincing themselves that this is where I should put my money as opposed to buying the most fucking ugliest thing out there, but mm. you love it. And that's that such a great point. You. Yeah, exactly. I think, and it, yeah, we definitely should question things like that more. I even, like, I definitely find myself doing that even with, um, you see an influencer in a dress and you're like, oh my God, she looks great in that. I want that dress. It's like her body type is totally different to mine. Mm. Her, she, that just would look so different on me. And so why don't I just enjoy the fact that she looks great in that? That's a really nice dress rather than the instinct is I want it. Um, because like you said, from, I, I would say probably seven out of 10 times, you don't want it. You want it because someone else has it. Mm. um and 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 there's a reason we have influencers there's got to be a psychology in liking somebody seeing somebody else in it and wanting it sometimes we think it's ugly from the get-go yeah but we see enough people with it on and we think oh maybe I should give it a try maybe it's actually it's not actually that bad (laughs) and then you convince yourself for sure and actually I think I think you're so true in the sense of own what you like you're the one who's buying it you're the one who has to wear it for the foreseeable so it doesn't matter if someone else thinks it's ugly Um, and I think we've mentioned this as well in a previous episode maybe Mm. I would say one of my pieces of advice if anyone is looking to spend a bit more money on an elevated piece or whatever it might be is be prepared to lose it be prepared to like destroy like it for it to break be prepared that you might gain weight and not fit into it I think you have to really make your peace with that stuff because 
things don't last for, we want them to and look I've got loads of clothes I've got things from Topshop and H&M that I've had for 10 years but I equally could have bought something from Stella McCartney and it could have got ripped the next day on the tube yeah we have to I think that's so important we have to not get emotionally invested Mm. in stuff don't be Kim losing her diamond oh my god I was thinking of that (laughs) (laughs) you know when people say like oh don't buy something unless you can buy it twice over I'm not saying that yeah but be prepared that if you were to lose it it were to get damaged you were as you said to put on weight that you shrug and you say, you know what, me and that had a good time, had a good run. Yeah, I loved you when I had you, and that was it. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's really important. Quickly, I want to bring up the idea of this kind of bubbling subculture, especially online, of minimalism mm. and kind of um newfound interest of no buys minimum spends um as a way for us to re-collaborate our approach to shopping um and yeah like what's your thoughts do you think it's one in the same the idea of um you know spending your money wisely quote unquote and the idea of minimalism do you think they're opposing ideas or do you think they're actually quite similarly linked it's difficult because I follow influencers that just have enough money that they are investing in multiple pieces because they can yeah um and I I think the mindset of an edit is quite different to sort of splurging or spending more on pieces Mm. um I think I think the idea of the edit is really is really really interesting um I personally I feel like I've I really express different moods or different or different attitudes I guess through my clothes sort of work I sort of have a different persona and would this be what I wear on a date a dress that I wear to work probably not no and mm. would it be what I would wear to chill with my family at the weekend or or to go out for dinner no again probably not and I think that's a really nice thing Mm. um that you can kind of take on these different sort of hats or dress yourself up in different ways for different things um so you're not a minimalist you're definitely a maximalist I, I I would like to try to become more of a minimalist and I definitely know I've I've got the things that I hold on to and the things that I still enjoy wearing are more timeless they are prints that stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. They are colours that are sort of arguably neutral. Um, so in that sense, I really understand the edit. And if I was really ruthless with myself, I probably could edit a lot out. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's nice to have some fun pieces in there too. But I re- I think if you are somebody, so at my work, we have to get quite dressed up. But if you didn't at work and so your clothes at home, seeing your friends, seeing your family are all one, I think the edit works really nicely. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I get what you mean. But for sure, I feel like um, 
we could all challenge ourselves. I, there was a lady, I'm oh, what was it? It was like a chat. This was maybe 10 years ago. She did this dress challenge. And I swear she wore that the same black dress every day for a year or something crazy like that. Oh God, no. But it was her showing Mm. that you could accessorize it. I don't know if it was for a year, however many days it was. It was showing that you could accessorize or maybe it was an edited wardrobe, something where she used the same few products, but she just accessorized it differently and just, and it was amazing to show Mm. how transformative you can be and I think we do all get we get stuck in these boxes and especially because we'll buy something as an outfit most likely because we see someone in it Mm. I want that outfit I want to recreate that look and the reality is shopping your wardrobe it could actually be a really fun experience oh yeah I love going through my stuff and like revisiting pieces or like rediscovering things um I'm not a minimalist in that sense and I don't pretend to be but I do love a clear out yeah and I do like to pull out all my stuff look at it reevaluate it do I need it does it fit all of that stuff because genuinely I'm the sort of person that if I buy something I wear it straight away I like to wear my clothes multiple times that's interesting to me and if I didn't do that I'd I do feel guilty if I've got lots of stuff that I've only worn once Mm. um so I really respect the idea of minimalism and I do think it works really well if you do like to splurge on certain things yeah you know the concept really does work well for people who as you said want to edit but do that like luxury minimalism thing Mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting concept which I've like seen a lot more of recently but in general when I look at like our culture now I I do feel like we're moving away from halls I think we've come to the understanding that impulse they they actually make me feel a bit more a bit more ill or yeah, I'm like, who's still watching these? Don't get me wrong. I do watch them sometimes just to kind of see what's new. But yeah. It's not, I don't watch it from a perspective of like, I wish I could just spend like six grand on yeah. all of this stuff. I, I definitely see it as more indulgent and all of that stuff now. Whereas before, I think the birth of halls was also, they were on our salary packet spending it. Mm. And so it was like, wow, you've really chosen to spend your money. But as soon as that sort of fell by the wayside and more recently too, it just feels like this this is nothing to you. So, (laughs) um, And they just shoot it for Instagram and it goes back probably anyway. Mm. Um, I just, I really, when I look at luxury halls, I think, oh, okay, that's a nice item. I like that. Yeah. I like that. But then also running in the background of my mind is, girl, how much money did you spend? Yeah. Seriously. Like, where are you getting all this money from? And how I don't care you if you're a multimillionaire. <laughs> there is only so many bags for two grand a piece, realistically, you can buy mm. each month. Yeah. Because you can be a millionaire, but trust me, we've heard of a lot of millionaires who go bankrupt. Yeah. You Don't know their own budget. Through that yeah. easily. Um, 
you had a million pounds, literally, you could buy 500 designer bags in a year and your money is gone. Yeah. It's only a thousand thousand. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's, yeah, I just, as you said, like it doesn't leave a sour taste there, in my though. mouth, but it's, it doesn't hit the same way it used to. Pools aren't as appealing. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. So what do you want to know from the people about what they what they spend their money on? Hmm. What is kind of like what area of your wardrobe do you spend the most money on? Mm-hmm. But also what's your Achilles heel? What's that thing that your shopping habit that you do? Oh. Like for example, you you like a bit of a binge and purge kind of Mm. shopping thing buy lots online and then like send a lot of it back or mine would be like buying more coats than I'm realistically gonna wear in a in a year or lifetime (laughs) or something like that like we all have that weakness Mm. what is your shopping habit weakness interesting let us know Mm. thanks again for tuning in to another episode of style over substance guys don't forget to check out our instagram or spotify to respond to this week's poll bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.